Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 2 of the One Proposal Podcast. I am your host, Dalia. In Episode 1, we learned that, first, before we do anything else, we should seek God. In the beginning of being found by the One, God must be part of the equation. Actually, God wants to be part of the process. In today's episode, we delve deeper into seeking God first. Now that we have explored what seeking means and understand that we should seek God first, how do we apply it practically when it doesn't seem to make sense in the area of love? It seems counterintuitive, especially when there's a biological clock that's ticking. It seems illogical, especially when my natural mind and others are telling me that I'm not getting any younger, that time is running out, and that I've got to do something. Let's pray. Lord God in heaven, I commit this journey to you, trusting it wholly to you. Cause my thoughts to become agreeable to your will. Today, I am asking for your wisdom in the area of relationships, preparation, and being found by the one. I ask that our minds may be opened to see your light so that we will know and understand what is a hope to which you have called each one of us. As women who are yet to be married, we commit our way to you, Lord. We roll each care of this load to you. We lean on, rely on, and are confident in you and trust that you will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. If we are to seek God first, based on some definitions of the word seek, it looks like try to find, look for, look around for, be on the lookout for, hunt for, be in pursuit of. I really don't know about anyone else, but that pretty much sounds like, sums up, and describes me when through my own efforts, (laughs) okay, well, more like felt efforts, I was trying to find a man. Now, let's add God and see what this sounds and looks like. Try to find God, look for God, look around for God. Be on the lookout for God. Hunt for God. Be in pursuit of God. Is it just me or does this sound way off? I accepted Jesus as my Savior years ago. So doesn't that mean that I have already found God? Yet, this seems to be instructing me that as the world carries on, as a clock continues ticking, I am to seek after and try to find an invisible God. It doesn't make sense when I'm racing against the clock to take a time out, to take the very activities that would make me more noticeable or visible to the opposite sex, and in turn, do those things with and for God. To the natural mind, it just doesn't make sense. Plus, if I'm honest, this whole seeking God thing takes time and effort. If you're like me, I need quiet space so I can fully concentrate with no distractions. I think about the hours of study it sometimes has taken me before I actually am confident that I have heard from God. It's not like I can walk into a prayer closet and ask him a question and then immediately he starts dialoguing with me. Nope, that hasn't happened yet. 
What's actually a more accurate picture is when I try to get into a quiet space, I'm distracted by noise, reminders of all the important things I need to do, or I'm reminded of something I forgot to do. Or sometimes I can't seem to focus because I've got a project that needs my attention, an email that came through, a text message that needs a reply. So by the time I actually quiet my mind, it seems like I have wasted hours. Oh, and I can't forget the night times when all is quiet and I open my Bible, fully intending to study. And then guess what? Around 2 or 3 a.m., I'm suddenly awakened because I have fallen asleep. So somehow in this noisy world, I'm supposed to make time, precious time, to seek after God. You know what sounds more effortless? Meeting new people, going on dates, getting ready, talking on the phone with a potential suitor. Now that sounds fun and exciting because at least I know that there is an expected outcome. Okay, let's stop right there. Did you catch that? I used to do all those things in hopes of meeting the one. I tried to find, looked for, was always on the lookout for a man. My determined end, my desired outcome in all my seeking after a man was marriage. I'm reminded of the scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11 that says, For I know the plans, the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So can it be that God is asking me to seek him, that I am seeking God for his good and perfect plans for my entire life? Because, friends, for the first 24 years of my life as a non-believer, I was lost. Completely, utterly lost. I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do with my life. What most stands out from this scripture is a part about expected end. Expected means regard something as likely to happen. What am I expecting to happen? What am I regarding as something likely to happen? I'll tell you, a husband and a family of my own. The promise in Genesis 1.28 where God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. That is what I see as my expected end. So I seek God for his good and perfect plans for my life, which includes this expected end, a husband and a family of my own. There's another place that speaks of God's good plans for you and I. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Here, God is calling me his workmanship. Another word for workmanship is masterpiece. And we all know masterpieces take time, right? Let's go back to Genesis 2.18, where the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Let's focus on the second part. I will make a helper suitable for him. The word make means put together. God is literally saying, I will put together a helper suitable for the man. God was literally putting Eve together for Adam 
The woman was busy in God's hands. Her creator was putting her together for the man. I imagine the detail, the the care, the commitment, the time God put into the woman, his masterpiece. Now, those two words, putting together, are very precious to me. You see, shortly after I was a new Christian, a prophetic man of God spoke some encouraging words to my heart one day. It's as if he was reading into the deepest parts of my soul during one of one of many low seasons of my life. He said, and as I share this, I want you to know that I'm believing these words for your own life. Okay, the man said, God is bringing resolution into a situation that hasn't been resolved for a long time. God is bringing peace into your heart that you haven't known for a long time. God is speaking peace deep down on the inside of you. God is putting back that which has been torn. God is putting back together that which has been torn. Friends, at that point in my life, it had been two years since accepting Jesus, and I still felt so lost, confused, and felt broken beyond repair. I had a laundry list of failures and disappointments, including having been betrayed by a longtime boyfriend. I was hurt, angry, mad, sad, bitter, you name it, that was me. Shortly after coming into the Christian faith, I began praying to God for my husband. At first, I didn't understand why the delay. Why was God having me wait? It's as if he was not listening to me. Or my prayers. But today, I have a different opinion. You see, on day one, when I gave my heart to Jesus, God began working on my heart and on me right then and there. Just like he did with Eve on her day one. In the beginning, God began putting her together on her first day. And let me just add this here. The husband God was preparing Eve for was asleep to the fact that he needed a wife. We'll get into that in later episodes. Okay, so on day one, on the day I gave my heart to Jesus, right there, he began working on his masterpiece, me, so that I could do the good things, the good plans, the good works that he had planned for me long ago before the foundations of the world. And as I put myself in his hands, as a master craftsman, he began molding me, fixing me, repairing me for the purpose for his purpose, and as a helpmeet. On day one, and many days after that, I was not ready for my purpose or my husband. I needed to be put back together. In all my brokenness, I would have done that man, any man for that matter, more harm than good. Some have said, oh, Dalia, you don't need to be perfect. And that's right. But I had massive reconstructive work that needed to be done in my life, in my thinking, in my heart, and in my actions. Yes, I accepted Jesus as my Savior, but the attitudes, the bitterness, the hurts, the anger, the brokenness didn't go away then. It took years. Intentionally placing myself in God's hands, that brought me to the place of peace and restoration. 
Today, I understand that the wait was not in vain. Some have said, well, God can work on you with a man. And while that's true, for me, I am sure glad it didn't have to happen that way. Because based on my track record and looking at the track record of the generations that preceded me, it would have been a devastating outcome. It would have been some of the same repeated unhealthy cycles of hurt, brokenness, betrayal, and abuse. Proverbs 14.1 says, The wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. The word house in the original Hebrew here means family. So let me read it again with that understanding. The wise woman builds her family, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Friends, I first needed to be built by God so that with God's help, I could build a family. But I needed to be built first. In my brokenness, I would have torn down my family with my own hands. God was putting me back together, mending my brokenness first, making me into the woman and then the helpmeet he originally intended for me to become. Today, I imagine that as God did for Eve by putting her together carefully, masterfully, precisely, so the same for me. God was putting me back together. He was putting the broken pieces of my life back together in that secret place, in his hands, in that secret place when it was Eve and God. Eve didn't find herself through others. Eve didn't figure out her purpose or discover her mate by being a serial dater. No, she was in the hands of her God who made her into a helpmeet. And then it was God who brought her to the man. And to think that all this time, that all these times that I've cried out to God for my husband, thinking that my pleas and cries were in vain and falling on deaf ears. Today, as I was reminded of the encouraging words spoken to me, in light of these scriptures and definitions, it gives new meaning to what God has been doing in my life up to this point. He was making me into a help meet friends. He was listening to me. He was putting me back together into the person he had always intended me to be. But the first step was that I had to put myself into his hands, into his care. Now, the exciting thing is that when God finished putting Eve together, after having finished his workmanship, his masterpiece, God brought her to Adam. Friends, I am really encouraged by this and hope you are too. So today, I, I am continuing to seek God and I am in pursuit of his plans for my life. And I believe that I have an expected end that includes being a helpmeet to a husband. But it is in a secret place where I allow God and only God to put me back together. So at the right and proper time, he can bring me to the one. So today, I encourage you, be in pursuit of God, invite him in, get to know God, seek after God, get ready for God, make time for God, and allow him to put the broken pieces of your life back together in the secret place, which is in his hands. 